Hi, and welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and it's a joy to have with us again, Michael Zeldin, a former uh, D- served time with the DOJ. <laughs> And is uh, knows well, we're here to talk about uh, his legal expertise, and of course, at the end of the night, we're always going to talk about his even better expertise in rock and roll. But uh, right now, we're going to talk a little bit about Donald Trump and uh, his path through the courts uh, if he loses this election uh, in votes to uh, Joe Biden. So stick around. Michael Zeldin will be with us, and we'll be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Kierman. With me again is Michael Zeldin. Michael, I'm just going to just ask you the question, brother. Does Donald Trump have a legitimate path through the court system to secure himself a reelection? Not on the basis of the lawsuits that he's filed to date. The lawsuits that he's filed to date include two in Michigan, one in Georgia, one in Nevada. And these are all little process lawsuits, none of which would overturn uh, the determination of the voters of any of the states in which he has sued. None of them allege uh, the type of irregularities that would cause a change were he to lose any of the states in which he's sued. So no. Explain what he has filed and why it won't work. So boiled down to its essence, his overarching approach to these lawsuits is count every vote in states where we're losing, stop counting in every state where we are ahead. And it's pretty transparent that the purpose of these lawsuits really is more to undermine confidence in the election to legitimize sort of whatever the protests or unsettled behavior by him and his followers uh, should, should he lose. Because if you look at the lawsuits, for example, in Michigan and Pennsylvania, what what he's basically saying is, I believe that there's hanky-panky going on in in the counting rooms, and I want to make sure that my people are there to observe the process. Uh, The courts have said, you know, fine, observe the process. You've been there observing the process all along. um, And uh, we've done as best as we can to accommodate your people to observe. In, in a pandemic where we have to have social distancing and stuff. And so there's no, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court has made clear um, that these poll watchers can watch, but they have no um, permission to conduct signature by signature reviews or to challenge any ballots. So in those, in those um, cases, they're just wanting to observe. 
now the the the, the allegation is they have they they have to observe because of of fraud, but they've put no evidence forth that there is actual fraud. So they won in Pennsylvania in the sense that the court said, yes, Pennsylvania laws allows you to be there. You actually are there, um, but we'll just you know restate yeah. that you're you're entitled to be there. So that's not going to determine um, anything. In in Georgia, for example, the lawsuit um, filed said that they believe that 53 late absentee ballots um, were added to the stack of ballots to be counted when they should have not been added to the stack of ballots to be counted. And the judge took one look at it and dismissed the case, saying that the, the ballots were, in fact, received on time and, and, and are properly counted. In Nevada, um, they, 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 they are claiming that the votes are being hijacked because the Phoenix, uh, in Phoenix, because the tabulation machines are unable to record the votes of county issued Sharpie pens. And they said, so because all of our people are coming in to vote in You know, in I know there's gonna presence. be a Sharpie in there somewhere. It's, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, I'm this, sorry. This is, this is Sharpie gate part two. Part one was the, hur <laughs> the, pa the path of the hurricane. Right. Um, and, 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 and this one is that the county, you know, with bad intent issued, um, Sharpies, knowing that the machines wouldn't count the Sharpies. And so they sued um, over, over that. And, and the um, response to the suit was, yes, our machines, of course, can tabulate Sharpies. That's why we gave out those pens. And there's no, no, merit, uh, no merit to it. So, you know, those, so the, 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 these suits are sort of frivolous. Um, uh, from a from a standpoint of um, merit, but what's invidious about them is that they speak in terms of fraud. So the lawsuit right. itself, the lawsuit lawsuit itself, is is silly. The county issued sharpie pen is not going to cause anyone's votes to not be counted. But it gives them a basis to go onto social media and scream that there's this Fraud. fraudulent conspiracy to um, cause them to not be able to win the election uh, that they have won. Um, and, and I think that it's really, as I said at the very top, I think it's there to... Um, ferment um, uh, distrust in the outcome of the of the uh, election it's and the, um, the get his his base angry right I mean basically yeah. work his base up and yeah it, well let, let me ask you it also says something about how the system works it when he came out and I was there tonight when he was and I have to tell you I'm just going to be honest it was the most despicable pathetic thing I'd ever seen a president say in 30 some odd years of covering uh, presidential politics. He came out and disparaged the whole process, said it was it was filled with fraud and wasn't working. 
no evidence of it. And it, it sounds like he doesn't even know how it works. Like, like the Democrats are going to take the vote somewhere and hide them and, and not let anybody see them. But these are Democrats and Republicans. And, you know, I volunteered to, to, to work as a, as an election judge. So I know how the process works. These are Republicans and Democrats, neighbors working together, trying to get the vote counted. And what he says is going on just is so anti-reality. It's just like it's out there somewhere. I mean, does does what you hear from him, and I, you know, I just went on my rant, but does it sound like there's any basis in reality at all for his accusations? No legal basis to file these lawsuits. It, and, and so in regular litigation, if, if, if two people are engaged in a conflict and one decides to, to file a lawsuit and makes uh, spurious al- a- accusations um, against the other, and um, a judge sees that they're essentially using or abusing the court system in a way that is um, inconsistent with how the court system should be used, meaning it's a, a malicious lawsuit without any legal predicate for the filing of that lawsuit. Judges under those circumstances usually issue sanctions against the parties. There, there are rules in the in the in the rule book that that. Um, well, you won't um, care about that. No, right? no, 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 no. I understand that, but but it, it, were I a judge in receiving these lawsuits, I I would impose sanctions against these um, um, against these um, the, these 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 companies. Um, just these lawsuits, just to let them know against that, Trump. You would yes against Trump, saying that you're just. Why would he care? Why? Wh- what would well, be the point in that? Because it would show the world that ah. these are inappropriate lawsuits. That there is no legal foundation. So if a judge says this is an abusive lawsuit intended just to uh, in incite political um, bad actors, and I'm going to incite you, then, then it's harder for them to go on social media to say, we, we, we are filing a lawsuit because of fraud. Because then the response is, you filed a lawsuit because of politics, and the judge sanctioned you um, for doing it and made you pay a <laughs> fine for bringing a lawsuit that has no foundation in law. So I think it undermines the ability to argue, because people don't know when 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 I when when you read in the newspaper, Trump sues over county issued sharpie. Uh, people aren't going to necessarily read down below till you get to the statement by the um, you know state uh, uh, election official that says no the machines can read sharpie. All they need is the headline. It's the bonfire of the vanities. Once the headline. Is, right is is published then then the conspiracy theorists can run with it and well, they're going to uh, run and anyway. then it's too late yeah i know yeah. but what I'm, I'm i guess the, the the small point i'm trying to make brian is that were i a judge and someone to file a lawsuit that i think had no basis in fact where the allegations are completely political and 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 transparently so i would sanction them under the rules of procedure so that it may it's made clear to anyone who's reading the headlines that the judge sanctioned the, 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 the plaintiff in this case for 
uh, improper use of the courts. Do you think the one big fear, and I was in the, uh, like I said, in that briefing tonight where he went off. I mean, he was gone. But um, one of the things, one of the big fears that a lot of people have is that he has appointed uh, judges in the federal court and to the Supreme Court, and that if it ends up in the Supreme Court, that they'll side with him and give him the uh, re-election that he could not win, or apparently at this point, it looks like he cannot win at the ballot box that they'll give him through a, a judicial, uh, judicial uh, uh, fiat. Do you think well, that there's any semblance of reality in that? Well, um, um, I, I guess the, the, the answer to, the, to, the, to, the answer to that, that question is there's, there's nothing like Gore v. Bush um, that has surfaced yet in, in, in this election. Remember, in Gore v. Bush, there was a, a legitimate question of whether certain um, ballots, um, how certain ballots should be evaluated. The, 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 right. Remember, it was um, um, it was a question of these were ballots that had a you had to punch out the the hole and right. and and the if you were Chad incident well and so the Chad is is the piece that gets punched out um, um, and if you didn't push the machine hard enough it's sort of like you think of a hole punch you know that you use to punch a hole in right. the paper um, uh, and you didn't push all the way through and the little thing is hanging there. Um, the question is, does that count as, as a vote? Because the thing is still hanging on. So maybe the thought was that you had a second thought uh, midway through it and you didn't push all the way down because that's not how you really wanted to vote. Or maybe you were uh, elderly and you couldn't push hard enough and that was your intention to vote, but you couldn't push the thing all the way through. So there was a legitimate question of how those votes should be counted. How do you interpret uh, a ballot where the thing that should be pushed out all the way is still hanging on uh, by a thread? Right. And, and, and so there was a legitimate question there about the mechanism uh, uh, for, for, for count, the process for counting. And um, that, that's not this. Whole, that, no, no, I'm saying so that whole, that whole system of how the Secretary of State and uh, the people in charge of the election interpreted these 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 ballots um, was something that the court could answer, saying that yes, the process they devised was adequate to the to task, and nobody was disenfranchised and the like. And so, if there were uh, credible allegations that that was uh, the case here in any state, then that case could you know percolate through the courts, just like uh, Gore v. Bush did. But what I'm saying and what you are acknowledging too is that to date in no state is there uh, such a, an allegation that would merit um, judicial review and uh, you know, a possible escalation to the Supreme Court. So the, in your view, could it end up before the Supreme Court? I mean, not, not. Not, on, not on the facts that are present uh, to what, date. What it, 
what would it take to get this election before the Supreme Court? And, and, and I'm saying that knowing full well that it appears that the Supreme Court really kind of doesn't even want to get involved in this. But right. what would it right. take? I mean, that's, that's kind of like what John Roberts is like, hey, you know, hey, uh, but, but even, even if there is an issue, what would it take to put it before the Supreme Court? What would need to be involved? There'd have to be a state. I mean, because these, the, remember, the, the voting is, is a state by state uh, proposition. Yep. Um, and that the laws that govern how people can vote, where they can vote, how their ballots are tabulated, and when they can be counted, and for how long they can be counted, it varies state to state. And so you'd have to have a state in which a credible argument was made that people were somehow systematically disenfranchised um, in the vote counting process, and that that, like the Gore v. Bush hanging Chad's case, merited uh, judicial review. But it would have to be um, some fundamental flaw in the state system of, of counting ballots, and that those ballots um, would, if counted one way or the other, determine the outcome of the election. So for example, in um, the, the, the case of um, the 53 absentee ballots in, in Georgia that, they, that were sued over and which the court um, uh, d dismissed. If the vote in Georgia comes down to, you know, being measured in, in, in tens of votes, so that 53 votes would tip it one way or the other, then that those 53 votes become important. If if one part, one of the two candidates win Georgia by 5,000 votes or 10,000 votes, 53 is not going to be outcome determinative of anything. And I don't think that's the sort of case that gets escalated through the court system to say, I want the tabulation to read that my candidate won or lost by 10,053 instead of uh, 10,000. So, you know, it has to be, as in the case of Florida and um, Gorby Bush, very close, razor close, and that these ballots, counted one way or the other, um, impact the outcome of um, the election in that state. And as I said, there is nothing on the public, in the public record um, to date that, that comes close to that. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Hi, and we're back. I am Brian Karam, the host of Just Ask the Question. With me again is former DOJ official Michael Zeldin. And uh, Michael, we're talking about the uh, about the, the the election, and I'm I'm just about worn out from having to put up with four years of, <laughs> of this guy. But uh, Donald Trump, and uh, here we are sitting tonight as we talk. The uh, numbers are closing. Uh, Biden has a 253 or 264 if you look at AP. AP has already called Arizona. And so it only needs, uh, according to them, only needs Nevada. And it looks like Pennsylvania might go to uh, Biden. Um, so if Arizona, Pennsylvania, Nevada uh, fall, and Georgia could, there's only, they're 2,500, looks like they're less than 20, good heavens, yeah. 
they look to be less than 2,000 votes behind now in Georgia. So uh, if that tilts to them, you're going to have a, a, a large number. If you have 270, you have a win. But as we were talking beforehand, the cushion, if he ends up with 290, 306, a larger number of uh, electoral votes, and he, by the way, is crushing him as far as the uh, uh, popular vote goes, but nobody cares about that anymore, although he's about 4 million ahead um, in the uh, uh, popular vote. But does a cushion in the electoral college in any way uh, dissuade courts from taking a look at um, issues brought up by Donald Trump and, and or does does it make it politically harder for him to go after a win he couldn't win at the ballot box and try and get it in the uh, uh, courts? Well, you've asked a couple of questions in that in that yes, I did. Question. You are correct. So, you know, state by state, you can you can sue. So in Gore v. Bush, it was the state of Florida, and the question was whether the different standards in counting. Um, uh, ballots in, in, in various county, Broward and Dade and, and Palm Beach County, violated the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. And, and if that were to be the case in any state here, a similar lawsuit could be brought. And the, 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 the grievance remedied if, if they found, as they did in Florida, of, uh, you know, of, of a violation. Um, in Gore v. Bush, of course, whoever won Florida became the next president of the United States. Right. Uh, in, in, in the case where um, the outcome of a particular state would not change the uh, determination of who was the president-elect, then the parties could still go forward with the lawsuit on the principle that every vote matters and um, the system should be uh, adjudicated to make sure that it's that it's correct, but it wouldn't affect the outcome of the election. So in bringing a lawsuit like that, one might say, well, there's a principle behind it, um, but because it's not going to change the outcome of the election, let's not bother to do it in the courts. Let's just um, fix it legislatively in, in the next you know, state legislative um, uh, legislation of the of the of the legislature. the legislature, right? Right. So, you know, it, it would it would it could impact the motivation to to bring a lawsuit like that and all the time and and, and expense that that goes along with it. But if, for example, in this case, Biden wins Arizona and Nevada and loses all the other states that are still being counted, then it becomes a 270 to 268 victory for Biden. That circumstance is going to have every, you know, sort of Republican uh, governor, state legislature, Republican National Committee, you name it, looking for the opportunity to bring a lawsuit to say that the outcome uh, in my state or in Nebraska or Maine, one congressional district, um, uh, needs to be overturned. So right. if it's two, 270 to 268, I, I think the, 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 the odds would favor uh, lawsuits trying to find you know, a glimmer of hope for 
uh, outcome determining um, change in, in because of the litigation. But if you're if if Biden wins Nevada and Arizona and 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 Pennsylvania, um, and it looks then, like maybe even Georgia, uh, then then you know sort of like why bother? Right, might might be the the mindset of a litigant. Well, and, and it would seem to me like at some point in time that the Republicans would get together and go, hey, back off. That, you know, we, we kept the Senate. We made inroads in the House. Bye-bye. Run in 2024. Um, but that aside, let, a, a little bit that bugs me is the idea that you stop counting the votes. He came out tonight and said they were illegally counting the votes after midnight on Tuesday. And I have... Look, it's not unusual for votes to go past midnight. I mean, come on, up until the electronic age, you know, you, there was a reason why you had weeks to do it. But I mean, now, even during COVID and you have all these uh, mail-in ballots and all these, you know, physical ballots to count, it takes a while. Is there any basis for saying, stop counting at midnight, I'm ahead, then I win? Not, there's no legal basis unless... The law of a of a particular state says that they will only count ballots, that, and none of them say that. Right. That that under those circumstances, but 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 if you think of voting like um, you might think of filing your your taxes, so you have to file your taxes uh, in normal times with a postmark by April fifteenth, right. and then and then the IRS can take its sweet time to review your, your um, tax return and make a determination about whether it's adequate or, or not. So if you, if you applied the logic that Trump is applying, applying here, it's saying- what logic? Well, no, <laughs> the, 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 the line of, of thought, which is uh, illogical, is you know, sort of, it's, to me, it would analogize to someone suing the IRS to say, well, you didn't, you didn't review my taxes um, before the end of uh, the strike of midnight on April 15th. So I don't have to pay a penalty. I don't have to, you know, the, the, the issue is, did you file your taxes by April 15th? And then if so, the, the process moves forward here. Did you uh, vote before the polls closed on November 3rd? And if so, it, your vote gets counted when it's able to be counted. So for example, if, if, on, on November 4th, uh, a hurricane uh, struck uh, North Carolina and everything was closed uh, for four days because of, of the hurricane. Would the, the, the logic of Trump's position would be, well, therefore, no votes, the, the state of you know, North Carolina, or at least the, the coastal side of North Carolina, none of those votes count because <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't count them before November 3rd notwithstanding the fact that they had to evacuate the state because of a hurricane. It's not, it doesn't make uh, He's sense. got those because those are his votes. That's well, the other thing that really hacks me off. It's like in, in some states, and I think you said it earlier, I want you to stop counting. But in Arizona and Nevada, where I'm behind, keep counting. It, and it's yeah. like, don't count any of Biden's votes, only count mine. Those yeah. are the only ones that matter. Well, I, you know, I, I said at the outset that I think really what is going on here um, is that he is trying to undermine confidence in the outcome 
of the of the election. And that's the most insidious um, uh, part of it, because the more he you know, sort of attempts to suggest without any evidence that the election is being stolen, the more people feel like they've been aggrieved and need to take you know, steps outside of the normal processes. Um, and that means, and he's you know, definitely trying to, to foment that. Yeah, well, uh, that that's that that's right. And, and, you know, to send a message, a false message about what's taking place is is is, is fraud to undermine people's confidence in in the democratic processes uh, in, in their state is um, just just for for anyone, you know, let alone the president of the United States, just not um, uh, uh, acceptable, you know, and um, you can tell that people are moving quite away from it. E- even even Sean Spicer, the yeah. former the former uh, White House press secretary, um, broke with Trump and disputed that there were signs of wide- widespread uh, voter fraud. I haven't seen any evidence that he said, and I don't think it helps the case. Um, to make these allegations. Um, well, Mitch McConnell said as much as well. Mitch McConnell says just claiming a victory doesn't mean you have one. You have to count the votes. Yeah, but you know what? The, the reality is, of course, this this is the um, this draws the you know parallel to the to the uh, common refrain of, of the president that the news media is is providing false information. That you know the so called uh, fake news, and therefore it it's not to be trusted. And you know that's one thing when it comes to um, people's assessment of how good a job you're doing. It's quite another thing to uh, do it in the context of uh, of an election um, that he has prematurely claimed victory in already. Uh, so you know, you can you can like Trump for a lot of reasons. You can dislike him for a lot of reasons. But what is most offending of his behavior is that he just doesn't accept, you know, sort of the basic institutional processes that govern our representative democracy. And, and I, you know, and that, you know, <laughs> so unless unless you believe that the whole the whole system. You're being um, kind. I don't well, think he accepts reality. I think he creates an alternative reality in his own head. He convinces himself of it and he tries to sell it. And sometimes he's successful and sometimes he isn't, but I I think he counts on outlasting us. I think, you know, Jim Acosta and I were talking about it tonight. And I think he even made the point on the air. He said, he's just trying to wear you down. He just keeps coming at you and coming at you and hoping you'll back down. And I, for one am not, but I, I honestly think that, um, the whole thing with courts that is so frustrating to me is he just says he, he wants to settle in a court of law what he couldn't win in a ballot box. Well, you know, when you're desperate, I guess you, you undertake desperate measures and, and <laughs> right, right now. Um, well, he's desperate. He can still win. Look, there's no, there's no guarantee uh, until all all the votes are counted, but he, I think, you know, he's feeling uh, cornered or he's feeling um, at risk. And uh, it seems to me, in watching him over the 
over the years that when he gets into that, you know, sort of trapped position, he, he lashes out um, in myriad ways in hoping that, you know, something uh, sticks. And I think that's what we're seeing here. It's just, it's a, it's a lashing out um, against the reality that, that the odds don't favor his reelection. He could still win, but that's not what the odds makers have it at. Well, yeah, and, and odds makers aside, the other thing everyone is afraid of is that the, his judicial appointments, well, uh, his appointees will, because he appointed them, see things as he does. Now, I know for a fact in my own case, and I had to sue him to keep my press pass, he appealed it, he asked for an in bank hearing, and everyone, even those he appointed to uh, judicial positions, ruled in my favor. He got a unanimous decision against him. So I know personally that not every judicial appointee that he appoints is going to just walk in lockstep with him. There is a, an element of uh, independence among the judiciary. What would you say to people who say, look, I'm scared to death. They're going to just follow whatever Trump does, even though they're judges. Well, we've, we've seen evidence that that's not true already. There are, there are Trump-appointed judges that ruled in um, matters in, in the periphery of, of Mueller and um, elsewhere that, that were antagonistic to the president's legal um, claims. And so it really depends on, on the issue. So in the case of your press pass, a you know, fundamental First Amendment right, then Trump-appointed judges may well recognize the fundamental nature of freedom of the press and vote for you. It's on the um, issues that are the hot-button social issues where the expectation is, is that they won't deviate from the political position, and, and that's why they're there. Not so much in the case of you, um, or in the but, case, and I'm just extrapolating, and, and the correlation is not, and I mean, the reassurance would be for the voters that they just won't, because Trump yells foul and says, hey, it's a hoax, or hey, I'm getting screwed and, and don't count these votes. There's no, there, there's really no evidence that they'll follow along with that wish, is there? No, I, I don't, I don't think that is the case. I, I think that, um, their their alignment with political issues that that Trump champions, uh, such as um, women's right to choose and and maybe some environmental um, deregulation types of things, pro industry um, positions are more likely to be the types of positions where they will act, you know, according to their politics. But on on these sorts of cases, state level voter um, protection issues. I don't think there's any reason to think that if the case is before them that they will <coughs> rule in Trump's favor simply because they were appointed by Trump. Yeah, and, and bottom line is, I mean, most people see that, look, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If I rule with Trump in this case, he may be in, in charge now, but what happens when a Democrat's in charge and I get screwed hoisted by my own petard, so to speak, that I could make a ruling that eventually would come back to hurt my party. So you, you rule to keep things level for, for the simple reason that it's better for everyone. 
Yes, Alan Dershowitz says, and you know, he was he was vilified for the positions he took in respect of the Trump impeachment. But what he says is, when analyzing a, a, a situation, he likes to ask, "Were the shoe on the other foot, how would I behave?" Meaning, if this was a lost, if this impeachment, say, on the facts that were present in the Trump case, were brought against Hillary Clinton, right. what position? Would 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 I would I take? And if I would have taken the legal position that it was in an inappropriate basis to impeach somebody because Hillary was my candidate, then when Trump is not my candidate, I can't change my uh, legal thinking on 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 that issue. I, I make that decision. I make I make legal decisions on the basis of what the law requires of me, irrespective of whether I like the person it benefits or doesn't like the person it benefits. And if you don't behave that way, if you don't behave, you know, with the in the classic way that the, the eyes of justice are blind, um, then then that's problematic. Now, of course, I don't believe the eyes of justice are blind. I think that the, the, the judicial, the criminal justice system in particular is anything but 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 but, yeah. but, but blind. Um, and we've seen that time and, and, and time again. But the principle um, of um, all people are equal before the law is an, is an important principle, even though, you know, of course, in the criminal justice system, it's anything but. But to put people's minds at ease, I don't see that, I, I, again, going back to, I don't see them an overwhelming number of people in court going, yeah, you know what? I love Donald Trump. Let him be a dictator. Yeah, well, you know, uh, there, there, there are many, there are many, there are many people, you know, there are many people who aren't. You assure me better than that. That was, well, that was pretty tepid response. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't, I, 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 I don't know, Brian. I, I, I guess my, my view is that, that I'm not about to say that um, people who vote for Donald Trump or people who believe in, in, in dictatorship and don't believe in, in, democ in democracy. I just, Especially just the judges. I just want to know that they're not going to go, ah, what the hell, give Donald Trump the presidency. He lost it. Uh, he couldn't win it in the ballot box. Let's give it to him in the courts. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. I think uh, at least I hope otherwise. <laughs> I'm with you. We're going to take another short break and we'll be right back. Hi, and we're back. It's Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Kierman. With us is Michael Zeldin, and we've been talking about uh, Trump's chances of succeeding in court, where he has so far been unable to succeed at the ballot box. And he and Michael has reassured us that we have everything to hope for and everything to be faithful for in the court system. So now that we've so, solved... So let, me, so let me just say, Brian, I can... I can, I, I, I can say that my, my faith in democracy is um, present with me today because it, over the last several months, I, I decided to run for elective office in the District of Columbia for the Advisory Neighborhood Commission, it's called. It's the um, closest point between the citizenry and the DC government. It's the you know most fundamental level. I, and 
uh, each commissioner represents about you know 1,600 uh, voters um, in 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 their single member district, and um, it appears that I've won my um, my 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 election, and so my 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 faith in the democratic process is very high because <laughs> the voters the voters would not have um, chosen me um, uh, otherwise, right? <laughs> right. Well, we chose Trump. Let's not go there. So, but the, so the real reason we have you on because, all right, I, we got to talk, we got to spend the last few minutes talking about our, one of our favorite subjects together. If you could choose a song, a rock song to describe the Donald Trump administration, what would it be? God. <laughs> I go no. That's a that's a question I have to. I ha, I'd have to. Um, it, you know, it probably is. Everybody some, must get stoned, but yeah. no. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe something from Alice Cooper. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know it, it's. It, there's not there's not one song that that uh, uh, immediately um, comes to mind. Although um, maybe um, maybe the um, the line of um, uh, Dylan's of um, even the president of the United States um, must sometimes must have to stand naked from. It's all right, Ma. I'm only bleeding. Yeah. So maybe it's it's all right, Ma. I'm only bleeding, and you know, with <laughs> with with um, even the president of the United States sometimes has to stand naked. Well, I had to I, the other. I have to share this with you because you'll appreciate it. At his last rally, and this was in Michigan, uh, Donald Trump Air Force One lands, and as the Air, as Air Force One is taxiing up to where the assembled crowd is on the runway, on the tarmac, the speaker is blaring, as it usually does, rock and roll music that the Trump loves to hear. And guess what is playing? David Bowie's Space Oddity. <laughs> so uh, well, there, that, 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 could, that could be a, a, a theme song. Haven't some um, artists... Um, sued to prevent the use of their music in, yes, in his political been, rallies there have been plenty of people who have said that and um and have tried to stop and and have been unable to and then the second well, one but don't you have, but doesn't the campaign have to pay royalties it, yeah it's not, but the, when is the donald ever paid any bill that he owes that's another question that yeah. i think is hilarious um but then the other and this one was even funnier to me as the plane stops and it opens his children and their spouses and significant others get off the plane walk up to the stage and the podium and and now as it's playing i'm listening to elton john's goodbye yellow brick road and if you know the words to that, that's a proletariat song that, uh, you know, demonstrates a, a disdain for, you know, for the Trumps and, and, and they're walking on stage to it. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, I'm looking at, at, as we speak, um, 
It says the president's use of music during his massive rallies is contentious among artists to say the least. Artists like Aerosmith, R.E.M., Prince, Rihanna, Queen, and Village People and Council and others have objected to using their music during um, Trump, Trump rallies. Um, and he doesn't care. And, and it says in Tulsa on Saturday night, here was the Trump uh, song list. Saturdays, Saturday night's all right for fighting Elton John. Um, <laughs> De Devil's Sidewalk by, by Neil, Neil Young and Crazy Horse. All oh, right. Neil Young hates all, him. Yeah, All Right Now by Free. And I, hate, in, I hate that he uses that because my band plays that song. And his, his playlists and his rallies, actually, some of them aren't bad. I've used them. I've sang them. And it bugs yeah. me that he uses them. Well, uh, it, during, at Trump's speech, when he went to speak, uh, when he was coming, I, I guess, up to speak, the, the song that um, they were playing is You Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones, which, which, which you know, may be an understatement. Um, <laughs> that, that the, 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 in, in um, you know, he's not, his taste in music or the, the taste that whoever's putting on music. In, 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 I've been in, told in, that it's him. Yeah, well, in, in one of his rallies, they have, they're, 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 they're showing a song list of Losing My Religion by R.E.M., We Are the Champions by Queen, uh, by Queen, Knocking on Heaven's Door, the Dylan song, which covered was covered by Guns N' Roses, Beat It by Michael uh, Jackson, Candle in the Wind, Tiny Dancer, Rocket Man uh, by uh, Elton John, Hey Jude by The Beatles. Oh, that would drive. Uh, you, can you imagine the Beatles and Donald Trump? They would never, yeah. John Lennon <laughs> couldn't stand him. Yeah. Neil Young's Rocking in the Freewheeled Piano Man by Billy Joel. Um, so uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, which is sort of a strange choice, given that right. it was the Miami Vice uh, yeah. song. But, but so I don't know, Brian. I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to stick with even the president of the United States must have to stand, sometimes must have to stand naked. <laughs> And I would say, all right now, <laughs> baby, it's all right now. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll 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 stay tuned um, and speak again to see how uh, the lawsuits um, progress, and if there's any serious action in in the courts, we'll come back and 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 talk about it. Yeah, but I'm right, right, but right now, Brian, I, I I think from the standpoint of people who are worried that somehow. The Trump Supreme Court is going to overturn this election. I guess I can say is there is nothing happening in any of the states that would seem to give rise to a lawsuit that would find its way to the Supreme Court and which could outcome effect um, the election. So right now, uh, those who worry about the outcome one way or the other only have to keep looking at the, the tabulations um, because there's not a factual predicate to allege fraud or fraud of the type that, that would require a judicial intervention. And on that note, Michael, I appreciate your time. I will come visit you again. This is Just Ask the Question. I am your host, Brian Karam, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>